You are listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast, and we want to thank you so very much for joining us today. As we watch prophecy unfold on a daily basis, the world is searching for answers, and the nation of Israel needs true friends now more than ever before. Please stay tuned with us for today's broadcast as we will be focusing on news in the Middle East, Bible prophecy, and why America should never turn her back on God's chosen people. And now, here is our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed. Welcome to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast. So glad you could tune in today, and we appreciate you so very much. And uh, we have a treat for you for the remainder of this week. We want you to listen to a message that I preached some time ago on the subject of the signs of the times and based on Matthew chapter 24. Now, we are not supposed to predict the day nor the hour, not even the seasons. But according to Matthew chapter 24, the Lord Jesus Christ gave us the signs of the times. And so buckle your seatbelts and have your wagon wide open to be loaded with the Word of God. And um, I'd like you to turn to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. And I'm going to be using Matthew chapter 24 essentially uh, as a springboard because uh, there, this thing is just loaded with things. And I, I want to uh, begin reading there at verse 1. Matthew chapter 24, verse 1. Again, I'm so glad that you come out here and, um, and, and I hope that you can be out here every single night because you don't want to miss uh, one night at all. Okay, now I draw your attention there at verse 1. The Bible tells us, and Jesus went out and departed from the temple. I'm going to be preaching on some of that tonight. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, see ye not all these things? Remember yesterday we emphasized when Jesus said in verse 32 and so on, he talked about all these things. That's a keynote phrase in this chapter, all these things, okay? And so Jesus said unto them, see ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown thrown down. Heavenly Father, again, we're so delighted to be together in the house of the living God, the pillar of truth, and we pray now that you do a work in our hearts that only you can do. We pray that the Spirit of God will have the liberty that he so desires to do, to lift up, to magnify, and to glorify the lovely name of Jesus above every name. Father, I pray tonight Lord, you know our heart's desire tonight. Lord, if there be anybody here tonight that's never been born again, doesn't know for sure their names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, don't understand the meaning of true forgiveness through the blood of Jesus Christ. Don't understand or ever have experienced receiving the gift of eternal life. I pray that tonight you'll show that lost sinner there is hope. There is hope only in the Lord, for Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, Father, I pray for those of us that are saved and know it, 
Lord, may we ever realize once again the great urgency of the hour, knowing that the imminent return of Christ is right before our very eyes, the steps, the signs, the indicators, the evidences, and the results of many other prophecies that have already come true are pointing to this great, great event. And those of us that are saved are so excited because we long to see you, Lord. And we've waited to see you. And we believe we're going to see you. So, Lord Jesus, come quickly, we pray. In his wonderful name, amen. amen. Please be seated. Now, beloved, I'm going to get into some of the things about the temple. There have been many temples in the Bible. And this is something that the disciples just couldn't quite understand. How in the world is this temple going to be destroyed? Now, we're talking about King Herod's temple. Now, King Herod's temple was not actually accepted by the Jews of that day. The reason being is because King Herod was not a Jew. He was an Edomite. And he built that temple only to appease the Jews. So there's a lot of politics going on here at this particular time. But we understand that though the Lord Jesus Christ talks about this temple being destroyed, he was also talking about the day in which he was going to be crucified. And that he was going to be crucified and that he was going to be buried and that he was going to uh, be resurrected the third day. How many believe that? Now, even if you didn't believe it, it's still true. Now, do you know it's true? The Bible says it because it says according to the Scriptures. But there's many other evidences that he did resurrect from the grave. This is the landmark teaching that makes us stand apart from all other religions in the world. Every leader of every religion is still in the grave. You can, I can take you over there and I can show you that Buddha's body is still in the grave. I can take you to the leaders of Hinduism and their bodies are still in the grave. I can take you where they buried Muhammad and his body is still in the grave. If we knew where Moses was buried and God didn't want us to know, but, but if I would take you where he was buried... His body is still in the grave. But if I take you where Jesus was buried, his body is not there any longer. Amen. Now, I, I, I got to tell you this. I wasn't going to, but the Lord wants me to tell you this. I was going to wait for maybe tomorrow. But I got to tell you this. My experience that I had um, when uh, back in 1999, uh, when the Lord had us do a great undertaking, and I use this word very carefully, but God knows we literally had to smuggle four million gospel tracts into Israel back in 1999. And it was really a miracle of God that uh, I didn't get killed or I might be in jail right now for that. But the fact of the matter is that I went over there to what they call Gordon's Calvary. Has anybody been to Israel? Has anybody here been to Israel? Well, if you want to do something special for your pastor, amen, can I say one of the best things you can do is send him and his wife, amen, over to Israel. I'm serious. 
And I believe every church should do something very special for their pastor. Too bad you don't have your whole church here, amen. But, uh, but I believe every local church should do something special for their pastor at least once a year. All right? Amen. 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 Start saving now. You thought he was a good preacher before. Well, you wait until he gets back from Israel. He'll be preaching like John the Baptist. <laughs> Woo! All right. So anyway here, I'm at Gordon's Calvary, and, uh, and there it is, the tomb. And uh, in, in all, uh, at the tomb there, there's a garden, and they call it the garden tomb. And then above it, uh, uh, there is uh, the place of the skull, Golgotha. That's where our Savior was crucified. And, there, and, and they still have that place. It's still there. Hasn't changed a bit. You look at it, looks like two eye sockets and, and a nose socket. I mean, it's a place of a skull. It's still there. It hasn't changed a bit. And most believe that sepulcher where the place the body of Jesus was right there. So I went in there and I was all by myself. And there tore tour guides, uh, taking people around and everything, but there was nobody there at the time, so I went in there all by myself, and when I got in there, I'm just going to tell you now, don't think I'm crazy when I tell you this, but I'm going to tell you now, something really special happened to me. Really special. When I was in there, uh, this place is, is probably no bigger than about right here. No bigger than this area right there. In the middle there are bars, so it splits it in half. You can't get over to the other side because that's where they lay the body of Jesus. And, and so I'm, I'm over there, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking through those bars and I'm thinking, wow, that, you know, that's where they laid the body of Jesus right there. And, uh, and so I, I'm, I'm starting to get excited because for me, that's where it all started. It started right there. You said, I thought it would start at Calvary. No. No, not, not really because it started right here. You'll know what I'm talking about just in a minute. It started right here. It didn't start at Calvary. Yeah, but you said Calvary, Calvary happened first. And we know that Calvary was essential. Yeah, but it really started right here. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you in a minute why, why I say this. So while I'm about getting, I'm really getting emotional about this, thinking about that's where they laid his body. A bunch of Lutherans come in there. Now that's very dangerous to have a bunch of Lutherans and one Baptist in close proximity. Amen. I mean, they squeeze me in there. I can hardly breathe. Now I don't know what kind of Lutherans they were. I'm not. I'm not trying to say anything about that. I'm just trying to say that uh, it was a very volatile situation. All right. Okay. So anyway, and one. I think one of the guys uh, kind of mouthed off a little bit. I, I heard it. Uh, kind of mouthed off, and he said, "What's the? What's this hole in the wall all about? What's this big deal about this hole in the wall?" And I'm telling you, God is my witness. I said, Lord, please. Please give me the grace I need so I don't strangle the fella. <laughs> I said, I could have prayed, Lord, give me the spirit of Jehu and let me kill him. <laughs> I do it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> but no, no. God, God gave me the grace. And, uh, and then, and this is, what, this is what the Lord had me do. And we were, like I said, we're hardly breathing. It's just crowded in this small place there. And uh, they put a door there uh, on the sepulchre. Uh, I guess keep it from people going in there later on. And uh, well, the door uh, was open on the inside, and on on the top of the door, 
was a, uh, uh, like a wooden plate. And inscribed in the plate were these wonderful, magnificent, glorious words. It said, He is not here. He is risen. And I read it almost like that and it scared them half to death. They ran out of there. <laughs> said, this is a crazy Jew if I've ever seen one. Mm. <laughs> Woo! And, and okay, so, so you see, see, see for, for a born-again believer, that is our landmark. Because if he didn't resurrect, our faith is vain. That would mean that the crucifixion was nothing more than another criminal that they crucified. But they didn't crucify just a criminal. They crucified the God-man who shed his blood to pay for the penalty of every one of our sins. Now, that's all the difference in the world. And when he resurrected, he proved he was God. Because he resurrected, he proved that he was the Savior of the world. It proved that one day when we put our trust in him and received the free gift of eternal life, one day we're going to have an out-of-body experience. It's going to be an out-of-body in a body. <laughs> it's going to be an out-of-body and into a glorified body. Because I know he resurrected. I know I'm going to resurrect one day. So to me, the resurrection is the landmark. It proves that everything about the Bible is true. So that's why the devil seeks to attack it. Probably more than any other teaching in the Bible. But nevertheless, they're, they're worried about this. All right, this temple is going to be destroyed. So they ask three main questions. Here it is. Number one, in verse three, and as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, here it is, question number one, tell us when shall these things be? Question number two, and what shall be the sign of thy coming? Question number three, and of the end of the world. So these are three questions. You're really bothered by it. You have been listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast with Dr. K. Daniel Freed. And we pray that today's program has been an encouragement to you.